Please pray the words, come Holy Spirit with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, I pray that you send forth your Holy Spirit upon every single person right now. So come Holy Spirit and shed your, your light upon all that is dark in our lives. Please help us listen more intently to the word of Jesus so that as he was, as he was transfigured in our gospel today, our lives may be transfigured. Please remove all distractions, all that is not of God from this place. And I make all these, pl- these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know if you ever had anybody who has this ability to call out BS in your life. Because there's, there's this, um, I have a few people in my lives I want to share a few transfiguration moments that I've had in my own life. Because, you know, we hear about the transfiguration in our gospel today. It means everything changed. Everything changed how they saw Jesus and I've had these moments in my lives, and I want to share two. I, I have two people in my life that were really good at calling me out of my BS to call me higher. Um, the first one is Father Larry Richards. He's a phenomenal priest, really helped me in my um, early stage of my conversion. And uh, one time he called me and he said, hey, I, I've been looking at your Facebook page, when Facebook was more popular. I look at your Facebook page, and he said, are, are you even Catholic? And I said, Yeah. And he's like, well, clean up your damn Facebook page. I was like, ugh. Like, he really, he really called me out. But, it, but it, was, it was true because I was living a double lifestyle, a hypocritical lifestyle, going to mass, going to confession, but I wasn't changing the way I was living, right? And another time when we were, I was at a men's conference that he was one of the main speakers at, and he asked all the men there, there's about 2,000 there, and he said, gentlemen, how many of you believe that Jesus Christ is truly present in the Eucharist? A bunch of the men, we raised our hands. And he said, then how many of you go to daily mass? And about eight had their hands raised. And he said, the rest of you are liars. Like, oh, dagger. But he was right. He had to, he had to call us out of our slothfulness. As we're going to be, I'm looking at the, the, the vice of asadia today, spiritual laziness. He was calling me out of that. Uh, but, but he was telling it with truth and, and conviction and calling us higher to actually live in the reality of what we believe. The other person that was really good at calling me on my BS was actually my grandma. She was phenomenal, great, holy woman. Uh, she ended up passing before I was even in seminary. And before I even entered seminary, we had two conversations that always stick out to me as transfiguration moments. She had onset dementia, so she was just having an inability to really remember things. When she was still living in her home, we went for a walk one day, and she just asked me, how's, how's discernment going for the priesthood that is? And I said, it's, it's going well, but I think, um, I think I'm just going to go have these with the Lord and be a deacon or something. And she just looked at me and looked straight through my crap and said, you'll make a great priest, even with dementia, right? She had this ability to see through that. But then as I, I was actually accepted to be a seminarian for the Diocese of Green Bay a couple years later, um, she was in assisted living and she had a fall. If you know of anybody who has dementia when they have a fall, it typically puts their dementia in like high gear. And she was brought to the hospital in Appleton. And I was working at a retreat house before seminary started my first year. And I didn't know what was going to happen as I went into that hospital room. I have no like formal training. Um, and, and, and just like as I'm with her, I just, just started reading out of my breviary. It's a book that, that priests pray out of every day. And I was reading the Psalms. But it's out of my heart. I wanted to say one thing to her that I really never said very often. I want to say, I want to say, I love you, Grandma. And I did. And as I said those words to her, she responded back to me with, I love you more. 
And I just, it just like pierced my heart. And the, the, the gift of, of taking that invitation of the Holy Spirit was now that my family, we actually do that. I didn't grow up in a family that actually said, I love you very often. It's not like I didn't know I was loved. It's not like they didn't say, I love you. But it just wasn't enough, right? Now we're in a family that, that lives in that reality. At the end of every conversation, we have to say, I love you. And if we don't, you're probably going to get a call from my mom because she's like just a super warrior sometimes. Warrior, not warrior. Um, she's a warrior too. But um, the other transfiguration story that I want to talk about is just a, an invitation I actually got at a Sikh conference. I was at Sikh in Indianapolis, and one of my priest friends had um, some people who were, he knew he worked, who worked for Focus, for those who are Focus missionaries, Jeff Runyon uh, and his wife Emily. I met them while they were there. And they're like, hey, we just had our first boy. We're super excited. His name's Isaiah. And they were pregnant. And like, you should come visit us in Colorado. And I'm like, I just met you. Like, it's kind of like a little bit forward, right? So I was kind of like, I don't know. But they, they persisted and they persevered in asking me and inviting me to come to Colorado. And before I came to Oshkosh, I had like a five-day break. So I, I went out there and flew out there and I got to meet their their new boy. He was one, now Damien and Isaiah. And then... Um, Last January, I went back out there to visit them again. And as I was in the basement playing with Isaiah and playing with Damien, little Damien, he's now two, and he's just like, he just looks at me. We're playing trucks or something like that. I don't know what we're doing. He says, Father, I love you. And it just like pierced my heart. And the, and the invitation there was, was to be more like Peter. Peter in our gospel reading today, he, he sees the Lord trans, being transfigured before him. He sees the Old Testament prophets being fulfilled with Elijah being next to Jesus. He sees the Old Testament law being fulfilled with Moses. But he, he says, the, the line that I think I, I want to focus on today is, he says, Lord, it is good that we are here. How often do you and I complain when maybe somebody challenges us or invites us to do something that maybe we don't want to do? That in the Greek the, the word for Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain and led them by themselves. It's actually the word he had, he had to drag them, which means they didn't want to go with him. And why would that be? Well, if you go back to Matthew 16, is that Jesus predicted his passion twice in that. And a lot of us don't like spending time dealing with how brutally murdered Jesus was for our sins, what it actually looks like, what, actually, what he actually went through. But there's also mu- nothing more convicting of, of, of a need to change than the crucified Christ. But Jesus, what he's doing in our gospel today is he's telling us that we have to go back to those transfiguration moments when things are difficult. You know, it's so easy to, to have a negative attitude. It's so easy to complain. But like, again, like, where does that get you? Because Peter, James, and John, maybe they didn't want to go up the mountain with Jesus because he didn't know where they're going to bring them. You know, maybe they complained. Maybe they're, they were sluggish. They were slothful. And like acedia is this, this spiritual indifference, a spiritual laziness towards what is good for us. And a lot of us, that's like the main capital sin, the main deadly sin that comes after us so often. We actually become saddened by things that are good for us, that are holy for us. I just want you to maybe think about your, your own, like what you're going through right now. Like, have you, have you found yourself just sad sometimes or just finding yourself falling in, into laziness or just sluggishness? Even being indifferent towards the suffering of others. Like sometimes we see people who are clearly suffering and we just go, meh, right? We just kind of like just, just have no compassion. 
And another sign of like asadia is actually not having a good sense of humor. Like I'm not a funny person, so like don't laugh at anything I say because I just, I just, I'm not funny. But like there's been times where I've been just journeying with the Lord and I, I just find myself laughing in his face because, not that I'm laughing at him, but in his, in his face because I'm like, I can't beat you. You keep coming after me. And I'm like, why do I even fight you? Why do I act like I, like I, I don't know what, what you know is best? Why do I play that game? Why do I avoid making little visits to the Blessed Sacrament? Why do I avoid uh, listening and doing things that are actually going to help me be happy, right? And the, the hardest thing is, is acedia, that spiritual slothfulness. It's like, it's, it's, it's something that's actually uh, very offensive and detrimental towards love or what we call charity. And it, and, it, and, it, and it actually can crush us and paralyze us. And it doesn't allow us to remember these, these transfiguration moments. I hope you have some transfiguration moments that you can recall. And often, um, in gratitude, just, it just doesn't allow us to have that, that full participation in the Holy Spirit that we ask to be with us tonight. And what, what it, what's needed is we need to persevere. Because as, as, as we get closer and closer to Jerusalem during this Lenten season, you know, there's that temptation to, to, to go into boredom, just to do things that are kind of like a lazy river. The Assyria is known as like the noonday devil. Things are difficult. It's the middle of the day. Oh, it's going to kind of go through my, go through my day. But what's actually needed is, is perseverance. And one thing that's interesting about perseverance is it's much easier to do when you have friends around you. I don't know if you ever tried to do a workout on your own and you go through the workout and maybe a couple days later you invite some buddies and look, look, look how much more you can get done and how much more encouraged you are. Unless you're with somebody who's like a bad workout buddy. But in general, right, there's a, that need for that. Or even like when you do homework and you kind of get over your own pride, like we talked about last week, and, and you just ask for help, knowing there's tutors, knowing there's someone who can help you, and how much less stressful it is. So sometimes, actually, uh, acedia can fall into uh, our hearts because of pride, because we're just too afraid of asking for help. And it also helps us overcome acedia, that spiritual laziness, besides perseverance, is that we need to be grateful. We need a, a sense of gratitude, but also, as we look at prayer, fasting and almsgiving, it's also important to fast. One thing that they're finding out study after study is we just have way too much dopamine going through our systems. And then when we, when we go to things that are truly holy and truly good for us, it actually takes longer for the dopamine to rise. But things when the things are truly, truly good for us, the dopamine levels last longer. Often when we seek things that are easy and not difficult and they cost us nothing, our dopamine rises, but the problem is then our dopamine just crashes. And we feel like this depressive state and we're wondering, why do I feel the way I feel? So our weekly challenge this week, last week we looked at doing the, the litany of, of humility every day. The weekly challenge this week is to pray the litany of, of gratitude, which we're going to do in a moment here. But if you want to like really be motivated, um, this is what really kicked my butt in the seminary. It was mo- meditating on my own death. That's an extra challenge. Jesus predicted his death, but also the question is like sometimes to help us get out of like sometimes spiritual ruts is wondering, like do I wonder what wonder what if I took this next step? Do I wonder wonder what if I asked for help? Or for me it was just because I felt called to be a priest on the day I encountered the Lord. I was like, do I want to wonder what if the Lord's calling me to this? But the thing is if I didn't answer that call, if I didn't persevere and have people to call me out on my BS, if I didn't have these trans, I wouldn't have these other transfiguration moments. And there are many. But gratitude and the Holy Spirit helps us remember those things. So 
as we close today, it's just very simple. As, as the Lord is before his apostles, Peter says those beautiful words, Lord, it is good that we are here. Like, it is good that you are here. If you think there's somewhere better for you to be, like, I don't know what planet you're living on, because you're going to have the transfiguration happen in just a moment. And that should just remind us that the word Eucharist means thanksgiving. And when we receive the Lord in, in, in Holy Communion, we should just be thanking and praising him for all the many blessings that we've had in our lives and ask him for a deeper sense of gratitude. So if you can grab your sheets, uh, there is a, a litany of, of gratitude. And I want you to bring that with you and pray this every day. Maybe pray it a couple times a day. And anything that kind of stands out to you in this litany, it's an invitation to growth. It's an invitation to fast. It's an inv- invitation to persevere. So your response is, my Father, I thank you after the following petitions. And so let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. For the dreams I carry with me. My Father, I thank you. For the good desires you placed within me. My Father, I thank you. For Jesus' victory over sin and death. My Father, I thank you. For adopting me as your beloved son or beloved one in baptism. For encouraging friends and a supportive community. My Father, I thank you. For the talents you have given me. My Father, I thank you. For desiring to fill me with the Holy Spirit daily. My Father, I thank you. For your patience, persistence, and perseverance. My Father, I thank you. For all that is to come. My Father, I thank you. From all that you have saved me from. My Father, I thank you. That you are a good, good Father. That you give good gifts to your children. My Father, I thank you. That you do not hand us stones when we ask for bread. My Father, I thank you. That every good gift, every good and perfect gift comes from you. My Father, I thank you. That you know our needs before we even ask. My Father, I thank you. That you always call me higher and to begin again. My Father, I thank you. And the next response is, Lord, increase my gratitude that you work in all things the good of those who love you. Lord, increase my gratitude. To see your hand working in my life. Lord, increase my gratitude. To recover what has been stolen. Lord, increase my gratitude. To lift my mind to thankfulness and praise. Lord, increase my gratitude. For the invitation to receive the Eucharist every day at Mass. Lord, for the invitation to visit you every day in the Blessed Sacrament. Lord, increase my gratitude. For the invitation to go to confession and receive your mercy. Lord, increase my gratitude. For the invitation to hear your voice in the sacred scriptures. Lord, increase my gratitude. For the invitation to forgive myself and others. Lord, increase my gratitude. For the inspiration to invite others into relationship with you. To count my blessings continually. Lord, increase my gratitude. For your relentless love for me. Lord, increase my gratitude. For better perception of your provision. Lord, increase my gratitude. To remember past provision in times of difficulty. Lord, increase my gratitude. For a heart satisfied in the present moment. Lord, increase my gratitude. For a heart treasuring the giver over the gifts. Lord, increase my gratitude. For a heart mindful of all that you have done for me. Lord, 
For a heart that seeks to serve and not be served. As you enter into week two of Lent, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.